You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League, the Champions League and the Europa League. And today is a special episode because the Champions League and Europa League finals have now both been set. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are the topics we'll be discussing in today's episode. Man City cruising past PSG on their way to their first Champions League final ever. Chelsea comfortably advancing past Real Madrid to reach their first final since 2012. A preview of Saturday's big match between City and Chelsea that could decide the title. Arsenal unable to get the job done at the Emirates against Villarreal and Unai Emery. And a look at how Man United fared in their first match since Sunday's protest. That's what we've got coming up in today's show. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Okay, Rob, mate, let's let's get into mm. it. Um, we do have finest now in all the European competitions, yeah. and it's uh, great to watch this stuff. And of course, massive Premier mm-hmm. League interest. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody wondering whether it's going to be two Premier League teams into the Europa League Champions League final. It is. Yeah, uh, Man City. Beat PSG two goals to nil. Red Murray scoring both of them, Rob. Um, yeah. the team news, Matt. Just I thought it was really interesting the, the, the couple of changes that Pep made to his team. Um, shape was exactly the same. Um, yeah. it didn't go in for Cancelo at left mm-hmm. and I don't know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see this one coming. The Fernandino yeah. switch from Rodri. Rodri's been yeah. really yeah. obviously, he trusts both guys, but, mm-hmm. but Rodri's mm-hmm. been superb. That was a big call, and I think an indication of the absolute trust he's got in his captain, Fernandinho. Yeah. And maybe yeah. we'll get into it later on, Rob, but that was kind of bore out um, later in the game when, when mm. things got a little bit heated. Yeah. Out. I yeah. thought it was own, but it worked out to be a great decision, both great decisions. Still mm. four, still the yeah. double false nines, as, as I mm-hmm. call it, because they kind of are. Bernardo Silva and Kevin De Bruyne. I hear people talk about 4-3-3. It's not 4-3-3. It's 4-4-2. And those two are De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva and their ability, Rob, to always be available, to find the angles, to find the spaces. And most importantly for Pep, never 
practically ever given the ball away. That's why he uses false nines. That's why he doesn't have strikers, because those two are so good at keeping possession. And that was a, was a really important part of the game, Rob, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's interesting you say, because I think we all got to the stage where we almost thought we can second guess his best 11 now. Yeah. He said, I'll be on the left, Walker will be on the right, Roger will yeah. be in the middle, going to do anything. And he, he still surprises us, Rob. He still comes up with little things that maybe we don't see, we don't understand. Maybe he's lost a little bit of confidence in Cancelo's defending, maybe, you know, against a team that might look to quick counter-attack. There's something in Fernandinho that he knows, that he trusts. And, and you know, if we go from back to front, the back end of the game, Fernandinho came into his absolute own, mate. He, he, yeah. was, he was magnificent. I couldn't believe it, and I had to read the stat two or three times. He was 36 years of age yeah. on, on the match day. 36, yeah. Rob. Still yeah. running the game, still tactical fouls, still knowing what to do, still making sure his teammates... His, his kind of... His um, words, his... The way he held Zinchenko when Zinchenko was close to losing his head... I know. Is, is the difference why sometimes Man City have made a semi-final and not made a final. Right there is why yeah. you... If, why, if anything else he does in football, yeah. why are you pick him up? Because yeah. sometimes in those moments, you've got to have that guy. Yeah. You've got to have that I'm guy. I'm not sure who else would do it, Rob. I'm not sure who no. else. No. There was a couple of trying walker tries, maybe in, a, in, his, in his kind of you know muscular way that he's trying to get in between. De Bruyne, I think, kind of goes, come on, what are you doing? But... The way I looked at Fernandinho and looked at Zinchenko, and I know it's it's a small element of the game, but it's so so important that when we talk about game management and knowing what you're going to do, it was like a father scolding a son. Mm. It was like a father saying, "You know, you should know better. This is about the bigger thing." And I thought it was just brilliant bit of drama, bit of football, bit of why Fernandinho starts and why he'll probably sort of if the final team as well, Rob, because. When you need them, when it's a moment, when you're not sure how some people might react in, in the heat of, of, of the battle, you, you, you can rely on this fella. Also, by the way, the other guy that came into the side, Alexander Sinchenko. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we do, of course, our underappreciated uh, mm. most weeks, Premier League weekends, Rob. Mm. I mean, is Sinchenko like one of the most underappreciated players in the Premier League? <sighs> I mean, I, I know he's not really a, a left back, but yeah. I mean, for the, for the goal... Um, you know, very Brilliant. incredibly yeah. high up. The Edison yeah. ball uh, is astonishing. And that, that yeah. there's not another goalkeeper that I see now or have ever seen that can do that. And that absolutely caught out PSG. Yeah, and, and I heard it's trained. It's something to work on, Rob. It's not by fault that Zinchenko's that only hits him. It's not one of them off the cuff. Yeah. Apparently they'd work on it. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 to look for that, and for Zinchenko, right, I looked at it again. He was level with any forward player of Man City. I mean, he yeah, was on the yeah. halfway line. He, he's, he was, like he a was higher than, yeah, he was higher than the wing, the wide player. I mean, it's like, wow, like as if like this is something that we might potentially do. Yeah, Edison, yeah. Un- unbelievable left foot yeah. ability. I mean, right. I mean, off, off, off one stride, isn't it? He smashes yeah. it that far and, and Zinchenko's away. So those, those, two, those two decisions just initially were like, well done, well done, Pep. And they were big calls. And obviously, mm. you know, you need those calls to go well in a game. And it did. I and mean, I think, I think, Rob, over the two legs, the, the, the general, when you looked at this game or this matchup, City looked a better side. They looked a more yeah, side. They looked a more groove mm. side. Of course, yeah. the, the, the danger that PSG, PSG posed with those front players, of course, Mbappe mm. 
wasn't okay to play this game um, was a concern. But I'm, you know, I, I always like to see, and, and by the way, this isn't any kind of bias towards English teams. I always want to see the best team go through. And I, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I for me, clearly, Man City were the best side and their mm. football has kind of grooved now over a period of time. And that's what makes it really difficult for other sides to to stop that that kind of machine-like mm. possession type football. Yeah. It's interesting though, Rob, because, you know, if we just go through the game and, you know, you sit down, you've got your bit of paper, I've got my cup of tea, my, my stomach's a little bit nervous. For five or ten minutes, Piastri got on the ball again. And I'm starting yeah. to think, oh, oh, are we there again? That first half where they're going to dominate. And it was funny, it was almost like I felt the, the penalty thing when it hits Zinchenko's arm and the, yeah. they went to VAR and they got, it was like a goal. And it was almost like they took a breath, City, you know, the, Different circumstances. There's never a penalty, but yes, and we never know with VAR in Europe and whatever. But it was almost like, right, come on, let's play now. And they kicked yeah. in a little bit. And then they started to control the game. Then they started. And, and as, as the game was played first off, I was thinking, more ability, better passes, mental strength. The three things that are going to that are gonna outdo this PSG team. I also, Rob, thought, you know... Thinking back at previous seasons in the Champions League, Rob, with this team and and how much stronger Manchester City are defensively. Oh, Walker oh. Stones and Ruben Diaz, you know, oh. were, were quite honestly superb because there was a few moments, Rob. It wasn't, you know, this this game wasn't, uh, it was in the balance for quite a period yeah, of time. Period, yeah. And those players, particularly oh. Diaz again, them oh. keep oh. talking the same players. The blocks that he made, the sliding challenges that he made. And it wasn't just him, it was all those defenders. No, yeah. Was, was the difference. And that's why mm. this season is different for Man City because yeah. defensively, they're a whole different level than what they've been over for previous seasons. And that's why, for me, I'm like, wow, they're going to take some beating. And I've said this for a long, long period of time now, given those improvements. And they were there for everybody to see with how they... What was the one block? Was it Zinchenko made the block? Yeah. There, was, there was a Mount block when it hit him in the face. And uh, some of you, I saw somebody on Twitter go, Mount Diaz. And, and I'll tell you what else I was saw, because you know me, I'm, one of, I'm looking around for the little things. There was, there was a certain period where PSG had a couple of shots and blocks, and, he's, and as I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, and, and I want our listeners to, to hear the, the, the sentence, that he's not Vincent Company yet. He's got a long way to go, but yeah. it was Vincent Company-like. Yeah, he's was. not John Terry yet, he, but he was chucking his face at the ball. He could hit me where you want to hit me. It's not mm. going in my goal. Like John Terry in his prime at Chelsea. That's mm. what it was like. And I was, I was watching him, Rob, because he's 23 years of age and he's still, without me sounding, um, I can mean patronising, he's still a kid, really. He's still, you know, two or three more developing in the game. So, he's, you know, 23-year-olds, we're saying, it's starting to come now, it's starting to show. His, his, his discipline of getting his body in the right position, crouching, keeping his eye on the ball, never getting squared up, just like... He just wants to defend this kid. And remember, we had him, and, and, and our view is if, if they haven't, get, get a chance to go back. When we had him on a podcast, and we talked to him, and, you, and we came away both saying, God, he's, he's all business, isn't he? Yeah. Remember the big thing that stood out, Rob, when he said, I've been sort of preparing for my life. I know you were talking about the yeah. Premier League then, but I watch players, I watch tape, I, I'm kind of ready. It just looks like, like playing football... Defending his goal, being part of this Manchester City team is everything for this young kid. Absolutely everything. 
and almost like, and I, and I and I reminisce a little bit to a defender that we had an Italian defender called Gianluca Fiesta. That it was his work. It was mm. it was it was it was his job. It was his work. Mm. And he didn't necessarily enjoy doing it, but he was one hundred percent fixed on doing it. And that's what we mm. got from the interview, Rob, with Ruben Diaz. Yeah. And that's what you're seeing. Like, I don't care about anything else. This is mm. my job and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. The fact that he's 23 yeah. years of age and will mm. get better and will mm. get more respect and will become, you know, like 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 the other game, like Sergio Ramos has, has done everything that he's done. There's an awe about Sergio Ramos, Rob. What, what yeah. he brings is aggressiveness and his, his leadership and his, you know, I, I think Ruben Diaz, I don't, I don't say he's, he's not that sort of player, but he he would benefit from a bit more of a, or about him, and maybe a little bit more imposing in the way he carries himself. Yeah, a little that bit. maybe comes with time, doesn't it? Does that come a little bit with time and, yeah. and age and maturity? Success, and yeah. to know that he's been there and yeah. done it. You know, just a. I mean, it, do you know what I mean, Rob? It's just a little. Yeah, bit it's the Van Dyke thing, isn't it? It's the Van Dyke thing that takes yeah. him to the next level because he looks yeah. like it. You know, defenders don't even attackers don't even take them on because they go, "Oh, it's Van Dyke or it's Diaz." I'll turn away. It's yeah. that. Or yeah. it. it comes with games and reputation and, I don't know, winning team, you know, player of the years and things that he'll be in the running for. Yeah, um, yeah it's interesting. I wanted to also just touch on, we touched on 36-year-old Fernandinho. A 20-year-old Phil Foden, Robbie Musto, is, is an absolute talent. He glides around the football pitch like he's on ice skates at times. He's got this lovely fluid movement. He's got a combination of strength. He can pass. He can make things happen. On another day, he gets himself a goal. At 20 yeah. years of age, he's an absolute star. And forget all the multi-millions that Man City have spent. This is a local kid who's come to the academy who's as important as anyone else because he's going to show those kids in the academy there is a route and you can get in the team. And the one I, w- I want to talk about, Rob, and, and, and I think we can sometimes overlook him, Riyad Mahrez. Yeah. No, the level. I mean, yeah. we've seen he had Myers, who came into this team, Rob, probably on the outside of, of the wide players, of the one that's maybe going to come on for 20 minutes and win the game. Absolutely one of the first names on the sheet now. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't look comfortable at the beginning of his City careers. If mm. He wasn't quite ready for that, and the, the manager's mm. very intimidating. But he's absolutely coming to his own. And that's why sometimes when we evaluate players and analyse players a little bit, you know, we're cognizant of some players take a little bit of time to really get to grips with the team, the different club, the manager mm-hmm. ideals and everything else. And he's a great example. I mean, the second goal is a deadly counter-attack. Phil Foden crosses it in and Riyad Mahrez taps it in. Just just quality football throughout. And uh, yeah, absolutely right. Riyad Mahrez, like, a, he fit. I mean, I saw a, an argument online about whether he whether we, he was underappreciated or not, you know, and yeah. like he was big money signing. He's on, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess the expectation was always there for him, Rob. But of course, we've seen this a million times: the players that are expected to do great things and don't. But Riyad Mahrez, it's a it's the same pickup. I was going to make sure we mention here two goals mm-hmm. in a game like this. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, and what he's done in previous games. It was a brilliant moment when he stood over the ball with Neymar and dropped his shoulder and, you know, he does that floppy ankle thing and Neymar was like off wanting to bite and he was desperate for him to come. And it yeah. was like, you know, not your day-to-day superstar. It's, 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 you're on my patch. Yeah. I'm scoring the goals and, and, and City were flying. And um, it, just in terms of, I wanted to just touch on, because again, you start looking around, you, you read a few um, reports and, and things before and after the game. Apparently, 23 years to the day on Monday, so a couple of days ahead of the of the Champions League uh, victory, 
Man City were relegated to the third division and the third tier of English football 23 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. remarkable, Rob, what, what has happened. And we know that the, the Sheikh Mansour's money has, has been the, 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 the foundation. But that money alone, as PSG will show you, doesn't, win, yeah. doesn't necessarily win your titles. Yeah. They're on, they're on the, the precipice of, of the dreams of Sheikh Mansour, Rob, and, and from, from building for many, many years now. We went to the training ground, Rob, and the stadium yeah. and stuff, and blimey, the, the amount of investment they've made into that area of Manchester, it, it's quite incredible. That, yeah. you know, and we got a real sense, and they're very keen to say that this is all about the local people. They have mm-hmm. all the lo- you know, local um, people that love to come in and work in the football club, and they, they'll try and pick local coaches. Everything's kind of local to that area of Manchester. And it's just a beautiful campus, gorgeous facility. And to bring in you know, directors of former Barcelona directors and ultimately Pep Guardiola, Rob, was always the yeah. dream. Yeah. And they're close to doing it now. And I'll tell you what I enjoyed, Rob. And I know that the, 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 the images and the videos went of Man City celebrating after on, mm. on the, and also in the dressing room. And yeah. it, it looked like a real release of like, God, they, they've been close before, of course. Mm. But now to get to their first ever Champions League final, I just love it. I, I love, I like it when the time is right. Because we've, we've we, you know, we have criticised before when players get a little carried away in the dressing room yeah. with and all that. But I appreciated the, the, the release of like joy and relief and everything else. Mm. Um, I thought those were great scenes and it yeah. sets up, you know, for a brilliant Champions League final. Absolutely right. There was a lovely shot of Zinchenko at the end of the game. You know, what yeah. it meant to him in tears, like coming picked up, just, just yeah. you know, what, what that, that moment's going to mean and, and Pep mm. and the group and all the, all the backroom stuff. Yeah, mm. uh, magic moments. Just before we move on, mate, a, a little word on PSG and Poch and... Did, did PSG were, did, did PSG become what we fear PSG will be? That on the good days, if it doesn't quite, was it a bit? Uh, you you could almost feel the the frustration. The the it was almost like they were ready to implode. Obviously, the Di Maria sending off doesn't help. The Verratti's starting to throw himself all over. Yeah. These challenges going on. I'm worried for one or two. The City players just saying, stay out of trouble. Yeah. Make sure. Yeah. That's something Poch is going to have to deal with, Rob, if they're going to be successful. They've got to, yep. they've got to keep their emotional control better. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, there's a lot of good players on that team, Rob. Yeah. A lot of good players right through it, Great right players, throughout yeah. the team. There's a ton of good players. And, and I tell you what, I, I think, you know, we're similar what we feel about Pochettino and what sort of coach mm. he is. His biggest challenge, obviously, is to find a way to balance them emotionally and to yeah. keep them on a and, and teamwork, he hasn't been there long enough yet, Rob. He hasn't been there no, long enough yeah, yeah. to say, "Oh, look at Pochettino doesn't you know doesn't make it again yeah. or whatever." Which he has, by the way, he has made it before. Um, but but given time, I just think it's a good team. There's a, good, a lot yeah. of good players there through midfield from Marquinhos, yeah. one of the best centre backs in the world. What he can do attacking the balls and defensively, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, it, it is a good side. It's just Man City are really good. They're really yeah. really good, and, and a mixture of um, you know, the younger players, you talked about Foden and some signings they've made defensively, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the groove in the football, the tactics and everything else, they're a little better, but not much yeah. better. PSG's a good side and that's it'll be disappointing. And I understand the frustration from the players, Rob, because they think this this season is going to be it and we've just, yeah. and I, I get yeah. it. But that's the tough thing that Pochettino's got to try and find a way to, I don't know, there'll be some changes probably in the playing side, Rob, going forward. Yeah. To yeah. see if they can make it to that final level and to win a Champions League final. 
Um, but I, I, I admire the team. There's a ton mm. of good players. Yeah, good players, yeah. Really good footballers throughout. And obviously, it could have been very, very different if Mbappé starts and, and, and is a threat because you just never yeah. felt that threat was quite the same when, when PSG had the ball and, and go forward. Yeah. Uh, with his pace in there, might have made it different. OK, yeah. mate, let's move on to, to the other one, the big semi. Um, Real Madrid travelled to Stamford Bridge, 1-1. Um, I've got to get, again, a cup of tea, get my paper. Oh. Nervous stomach, yeah. thinking, yeah, yeah. Ooh, you know, which way is this one going to go? And, and I'll start you off with this one, Robbie Musto, that... Real Madrid, huge names on, on the back of shirts. Huge badge on the front of shirts that carries weight. Great history and tradition in the competition. On the pitch, not that much trouble. Well, what, what, are you? I, I'm trying to say that, that for all that build-up and for all that and probably nervousness... <clears throat> Chelsea did a brilliant job at handling the, the Benzema threat, single creative striker threat, was pretty much where, where their game their game was. Outside of that, I thought Chelsea did a brilliant job, Rob, yeah. of, 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 of nullifying, of handling, of cajoling, of reining in the strength of, of a Real Madrid team. It's got talented players still. It's got experienced players. We talked about, you know, this team know how to get over the line. This team know how to get to finals. I thought Chelsea did a brilliant, brilliant job at just dampening all, all that maybe ambition that, that Real Madrid had. Let's just continue on Real Madrid, Rob, before, because I totally agree with you. Mm. I, I thought Chelsea, let's get on to that. I just, let's, yeah. let's carry on with the Real Madrid idea, Rob, because mm. you started it. And, you know, first of all, important players back. Yeah. Cesar Ramos, the captain, is back mm. in the squad. Yeah. Mm. Ed Nazard, a player yeah. that had a nightmare injury-wise, which is... Really weird because he, he mm. didn't he didn't miss a lot of games for oh, Chelsea. No, so he, he, I looked at the team and I, when I I'm like, oh wow, this this mm. could be a difficult night yeah. for for Chelsea. Chelsea yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we know the midfield Real Madrid and we know they are and what mm. they've done, mm. but the the attacking side of it, uh, I mean, Hazard. I mean, just I know whether he's not fit, just yeah. no, nothing. nothing. There's no yeah. confidence in the game whatsoever. Yeah. And maybe down to some of the Chelsea stuff. And Benzema mm. was sharp and was the only threat. I, you know, we've enjoyed Real Madrid's teams in the past, Rob. Cool. We've watched in Champions oh. League and we, we know about the side. I was just like, wow, that that that's it. Given the team, given mm. like, oh, yeah, the names, yeah. I know right. yeah. wasn't available. Um, but I, yeah, I, I'm disappointed in Real Madrid and what they brought to it. And 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 that's as much as I want to say about them, given mm. how good Chelsea were. And my sure. main kind of I watched the game, Rob, and of course, you know, it, it's in the balance, isn't it? It's yeah. in the balance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, it, you know, a Real Madrid goal and, you know... It completely they're, changes they're, it, doesn't it? Yeah, the whole thing changes. I, yeah. I, thought, I thought that... Well, first of all, let's go back to the team, the decisions he yeah. made. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. Well, well, and well. the Pulisic thing, first of all, and we know Kai Havertz had been in good yeah. form in the, in the yeah. Premier League, Rob. Yeah, one or two games was it? Like maybe just one game. He, he's got his yeah. goals. It's a million bucks. But to, and we spoke about it, Rob. Yeah, we spoke about it, didn't we? I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. We said, "Look, does those does those goals get in the start?" And you were like, mm, no, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't yeah. think it would." Given Pulisic yeah. scored in the first game, and, mm. and and given the player he is, um, big big call, big call to play. Happens yeah. yeah. the make some yeah. Pulisic role. And I mm-hmm. saw a quote from Pulisic, Rob, and and I I can't remember the source of it. But he said, I'm frustrated. 
strength. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, was after, it was after the game with Alex Scott, I think he, he was asked about it. Yeah. Was it? And, and he said, I have to prove myself over and over again. Over again and yeah. I kind of feel him because he mm. had this with Lampard and he yeah. had to prove himself, got inside. He had this with Tuchel, he had to prove himself, get inside. And now mm. again, when it yeah. really mattered, Tuchel thought and he gave it, you know, sort of said, well, you know what? He's six foot two, Havertz, he gives you a little bit mm. on the side is a different type of player to Pulisic I still think he loves Pulisic off the bench yeah yeah it worked yeah. out it worked yeah. out so that, yeah. that call was a massive call and mm. you've got to say it worked you got it, you got it right didn't you yeah but the yeah. general football from Chelsea Rob and I watched them a defensive posture at the beginning and oh. I understand that you know I, I get you know that this is a very you know you've got to be careful etc yeah their their defensive solidity and their use of the ball Mm. I thought it was pretty immaculate. Yeah. I thought they were incredibly uh, mature performance, Rob. Yeah. Very happy to, to play on the counter-attack against yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, Mendy was sharp, made some, made two, wasn't it, two big saves. Two really good saves, yeah. yeah the one football, before we get into some individuals, mm. I thought smacked of like, wow, well-coached, mature. Top, Euro- top European team. It felt like a top Ooh. European team to me. Didn't feel like a... English team necessarily, but like a top European team. Because sometimes we go, oh, a German team, like, you know, they, that's, that's good football, you know, like a Bayern Munich or somebody. It, it felt like they could do each side of the game as well. Yeah. And when people will, you know, some, I don't know whether they still would, 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 would you know, argue what, what Frank was there or anything. They're a whole different, the, the, the whole feel of the club and the team and the players is different from the Frank Lampard team, mate. It's mm. different. And that's what this guy's bought in. And, and, and one of the things I was thinking about is when a manager goes into the club, we generally, and, and it's, a, it's the stock thing, like, well, you know, he, he's got to, have to go through the transition. The, you know, the transition, the transition. It's, sometimes the transition's two weeks, some weeks it's two months, sometimes it's two years. Which the transition. This guy has, has virtually had no transition. He's gone into the football club and, and, and started working his way from day one in a nil-nil draw with Wolves that many were going mm, not too sure about him actually shows you in, whether you look at his clean sheet record and the way his team defend is the basis of how he's built the team but they create chances Rob at times I mean they could have been done and dusted in, in this match well that, that that's what wasn't everybody thinking that like mm. the, the amount of chances to put them away and they weren't putting mm. them away. Yeah, you get scared. Like, oh, you yeah. know, they, they didn't. They didn't get. They didn't because Real Madrid mm. weren't good enough. Yeah, that's the only thing. You know, I, 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 it was an error-free, apart from the mischances, mm. error-free, kind of immaculate performance. I thought from Chelsea, and you can we can go on about how poor Real Madrid were, but I, yeah. I was yeah. super impressed. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and those chances when you see Mason Mount going through, you see Kai Havertz going one-on-one, you're like, well, well come on, put, put them away, and they, they yeah. never really did. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think, you know, and, and gone to some individuals, Rob. Sure. Um, hmm. When you go one, I'll go one. Let's well, see end up. I think there's one that's like, it, it, it's a bit it's a bit crazy how good he was. N'Golo Kante. Kante, yeah. N'Golo Kante. I He's mean, Rob, from... from from the goal, the little touch around the corner, from the one-two, from playing it wide, from the defensive blocks and challenges, from getting forward to getting back. I mean, he's not a holding midfield play. He plays in a two. Yeah, but he wants yeah. I mean, he runs forward, yeah, he sprints yeah. back. I, t- I, you know, it, 
I, I was astonished actually how good he was. And I watched for him closely because, you know, yeah. you sometimes can miss what he does, you know, but yeah. wow, what a game he had. Do you, do you know what I, I wrote? So he's on my list. I've got like, I've probably got four or five on the list, but he's obviously top of the list. And I, I know what I wrote. The Kante toe. <laughs> yeah. The Kante toe, Musty. Yeah. And, and you'll know as a midfield player, the toe sometimes in the middle of the port changes the game. Yeah. You can tow it away from a forward who's on a run or tow it away from a midfield player who's looking to make a pass. He just almost entices people, towed it away from, I think it was Casemiro on the first one, then gets to play his ball out and they hit the post from there. He tows it away from um, Nacho on the, on the second goal, just changes the whole course of the game. You either lose that challenge and they go on the attack or he wins it. He, his toe and his timing and his ability to break up play and instigate attacks puts Chelsea on a whole different level. Mm. Absolutely whole different level. All right, Rob, who else impressed you apart from Kante in the game? Antonio Rudiger, my friend, is becoming a beast. (laughs) I think we remember when we travelled to the... um, We travelled to... We were lucky enough to travel to Chelsea. I think it's nearly two seasons ago, two seasons back. We met with Frank and then his backroom staff and talked to one or two people. And and the name Rudiger kept coming up as like the personality, the guy who's got a bit about him. Mm. And then when the season started... Didn't always play, was in and out of the side a little bit. And we was a bit like, hmm, wonder, wonder what's going on there. It did seem like something had fell out. Whatever that is, that feels like it's been mended with Tuchel. He's absolutely another whole role of responsibility. Another one, Rob, chucks himself in front of the ball wherever. He's got a mask on his head. He ain't bothered about putting his head in there. Yes. He's getting blocks in there. I've got to be honest, between that back three of Chogo Silva, we know is a class act. Christensen's developing his game, and I yeah. actually think Aspilicueta to the right of him helps. I think a good voice that side mm. of him. And Rudiger, Robin Musto, has become the kind of lead centre-back that wasn't available or wasn't being picked when Frank was at the football club. Yeah, I think these are the decisions that we're talking about here. But, but Aspilicueta, right wing-back. You know, you wouldn't mm. normally mm. think that, but... but... The balance of the team, the threats they had on that side, just good mm-hmm. decisions as well. I'll tell you what's yeah. one area, there's one area that I thought Chelsea are vulnerable. And it was left wing back. It was Ben Chilwell. Yeah, Chilwell, yeah. Against yeah. Vinicius Jr. Vinicius. And he had the full back as well, didn't he? Was he Matilda or somebody on that right hand side? I, I, I know I well I I, was, I remember thinking Vinicius Melito. Melito and Vinicius Jr. a couple of times yeah. down that right-hand side. Chilwell yeah. is not a good one-on-one defender. Mm. Uh, and when Vinicius Jr. came out, I, felt, I think I made a note of it. It was subbed off in the 63rd minute. I yeah. thought, yeah. that's going to help. Chilwell will be relieved because he had the beating of him, Rob. He's, he, you know, he's a super talent, Vinicius Jr. But it was just like a more experienced player would have been like, give me the ball. Give me the yeah. ball. I've got, I've got yeah. this guy. And, and he didn't do that. They didn't get the ball enough to him because because Chilwell, he... he yeah, the, that's what nobody else to play there as well, Rob. Uh, Marcus Alonso similar, not a very not a very good defender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. While, I just thought that was the weak point, and and Remedier didn't use it with him. Got subbed out, and then not a threat again. So you know, the, mm. the defensive side of Chelsea, Rob, is is the main reason why we're here talking about yeah, right, fun, yeah. And, and doing so well. We know that they're always going Chelsea going to have flair players, and they've bought a load of them, and it's. It's exciting mm. what they've got. They haven't been always been at their best, the the, the no. Vernons and the Habits, etc. But the defensive changes is what's going to make, my friend, mm. for a great Champions League final. Now, Absolutely. 
my last note on the Chelsea page is it's going to be tight. It's going to be yeah. tight. Should we get the odds? Do you want to go through the odds? Yeah, because my last note is this team's equipped to give City problems. Right. This right. team yeah. is equipped to give City problems. Yeah, I think I think there's one if there's one argument that City, you know, without the striker, there's been games when they, they look like they've struggled to score. Well, Chelsea are gonna be tight defensively. Yeah. And that yeah. might that might be an issue. Um now again we've praised Man City for their ability to stop the counterattack, but that's Chelsea's yeah. with Verna, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mount, they're gonna be predominantly mm-hmm. counter-attacking. Yeah. And we know City are better at that, but are they that much better than Chelsea's improvement defensively? I think it's going to be fascinating. I, yeah. I know the better team is. The better football team is, is Man City. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're going to win. Yeah. 30-odd, 30-odd. yeah, exactly. Let us move it to the dress rehearsal, my friend. This Saturday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern time on NBCSN. There's a dress rehearsal of the Champions League final. It's Manchester City versus Chelsea at the Etihad. City need to win to win the title. And we've got some odds from our partners, Points Bet Sportsbook to give us odds on this game. On this game, remember, it's a precursor to the Champions League final. But the odds are Manchester City to win minus 110. The draw in that game is plus 235. And if Chelsea win, so Chelsea to go up there and win after all the emotion of the victory against Real Madrid is plus 320. So, uh, uh our partners feel pretty strongly, Man City, get the job done, win the game, get the title, and done and dusted. I don't. You okay with that? No. I, I, well, I'm okay with the odds. I think it's got draw written over it, all yeah, over it. Yeah, you yeah. know, do, do any. We're not going to see a proper. I mean, we're just not, are we? It's not going to be like, like no, the, 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 the emotional, the emotional of, of what's happened this week will have an effect. I wonder how how close to both teams play. This weekend that played midweek. I, I mean, I both, think... both are big enough, both are strong enough to go different ways. It's interesting, yeah. though. I heard Thomas Tuchel say, Rob, having beat Man City in, in the FA Cup semi-final, they go up and beat them in the league, it puts them in a lot better place to, to go into the final. And I kind of get what he's saying. It's a, it's a really interesting dynamic, yeah, and I agree mm-hmm. with that. If they beat them again, yeah, the, then that... that does give them a psychological edge or a boost. But let's yeah. remember the FA Cup semi-final, my friend. And we, we watched every blimming game, so we reported on yeah. it. And yeah. and City, what was it, eight changes, I think? Yeah. There was a ton yeah, of changes. Yeah. It was mm. very much the, the others. Um, they didn't turn up in that game, and Chelsea deserved to win the game. It, this is not going to be... Well, the Champions League final is not going to be like that. And people thinking that they've beat them in the FA Cup. No, 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 no. That was a way different situation and and the loads of different changes. It was the other team that came in. So that that's not something to, to cling on to. It's going to be a very different situation with the best teams, of course, from both of them. Uh, in terms of this, this Saturday, I mean, God, I, City don't really need to bust a gut, Rob, do they, to... They don't, but I tell you what, I, you, I know what you're saying about, well, it doesn't really matter. I, I wouldn't mind going to the Champions League final and beating somebody twice and then thinking, well, it doesn't matter. And me saying, and, to, and Thomas Tuchel being the kind it of man. It matters to Chelsea way more, given they can yeah, be yeah. the top four. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they need the points to put the top four, but I think another win doesn't have to do no harm. I think it starts giving a little bit more leaf. The only defeat up to this point is the 5-2 to Big Sam. 
Um, if West Bromwich haven't somehow get five past uh, Chelsea and Real Madrid in, in the week, but um, yeah, I, 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 I'm I, I'm okay with Tuchel pushing that. Let's get it done. It's a big game for us and, and all that. I like it. I like that he's putting his team under pressure. Mm, yeah. Just on the final, Rob, just uh, why don't we just give a, like, a little gut, kind of gut feeling on the prediction for the final between City and Chelsea? Um, what, what are you, I'll tell you what I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking it's going to be incredibly close. Yeah, yes. But I feel yeah. like I've probably odd goal. Probably odd goal. You are the odd probably goal. Yeah, still, I mean, it could absolutely go either way, but I still would just favour Manchester City. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't give, know. I don't know. There's something about this Tuchel. Yeah. There's something about Tuchel and this team, Rob, that, that make me, you know, might just want to go. So yeah. they might have a little edge. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. yeah, just to, to reinfirm, that game is 12.30 on Big NBC this week. So 12.30 time on Big NBC. We can see if Man City do win the title against Chelsea. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Um, let's move it on, mate, because we had a great uh, Champions League campaign for the, for the English clubs. Um, not so great if you're an Arsenal fan in the Europa League in a game that was pretty much your season your chance of having Champions League football. 2-1 down um, Villarreal from the first leg, second game back here to the Emirates. A 0-0 draw in in the game, which means Villarreal advanced to the final under Unai Emery, the man who was sacked for uh, Mikel Arteta to be replaced. Damaging, my friend, I would say. Yeah, listen, this is is, is damaging. Um... Somewhat embarrassing. Villarreal are, are a small town. I think there's there's fifty thousand population, Rob, in in that area of Spain. It's close to Madrid. Um, the manager that got, I mean, ridiculed a little bit, Rob, really from from his interviews, from yeah. from, from the, the, the the team, some of the tactical stuff that I thought was like wide open and poor. Um, but the club has gone downhill after Unai Emery, and what a way yeah. to come back and to show stick it to his former employer. I mean. The second half, Villarreal looked the more likely team, looked more confident team in yeah. possession. Um, you know, given that... The, Is, the isn't that a worry? My, my biggest sort of... The biggest thing I took away from the game was until we got to about last 15 or 20 and Arsenal started to press a lot. But yes, I know they had a couple of chances, but didn't quite feel as... Not desperate, because you don't have to be desperate. Didn't quite feel as important as it should have to me. Mm. It felt almost like Arsenal had a two-one lead, and they were they were sort of saying, "Well, if we don't score, we go through," kind of thing, or we don't need to. 
And I'm not talking about overcommitting. Not talking. Just I don't know. My, as I was watching, my thought, I think I'm thinking, do they know they're two one down? I, th- I think, like when you look at the squad that was available for this game, yeah. Then I think it's it's worrying for Mikel Arteta. Like I'm looking at a team now. And listen, I know that some of these haven't hit it off, but when you yeah. pay big money for Pepe, William, yeah. I know William, I know not a fee, but but big wages, responsibility. That's a big transfer yeah. into your club to make an impact. Yeah. Lacazette, Aubameyang, Thomas Partey, Tierney's a great player. Saka's come on, looked a million bucks. I mean, there's a good squad available today, Robbie. And now it's starting to. I, I'm finding it harder to like. Wow. Like, that's not a bad bunch of players. Oh, yeah, they didn't play well, did they? Those good players didn't particularly play well today. So, so, so are we, are we, are we, it goes back to the age old, always the same problem. Is it the players aren't good enough or is the manager not getting enough mm-hmm. of the players? And I just yeah. listed quite a few players there, Rob, that, that maybe other um, managers could or get the managers. And that's, yeah. that's, that's my concern. And I, and I think, you know, we've both been fairly kind of understanding of Mikel Arteta. I yeah, think. and I think we both like him and want him to, 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 to do well. But yeah. There comes a point where, like everybody else, like the part of the game, we have to look at him as, we, as we'd look at a Mourinho or we'd look at as a Frank Lampard or we'd look at any, you know, other people, Unai Emery in that same yeah. position. I think there was a graphic this weekend basically saying, you know, from similar games played over a similar period, Unai Emery slightly ahead of where Mikel Arteta was. Now, you know, Arteta stripped the club a little bit, is going to transition, you know, working towards something. But I go back to the Thomas Tuchel transition. Certain players who we saw in the in the Frank Lampard era, Rudiger, Aspilicueta on the outside, yeah. Jorginho on the yeah. outside, not really, you know, playing, have all of a sudden come into the team and look, right. Rudy, you know, Christensen. So that's the question. That's one of my questions I've got written down mm. for you, my friend. Is this another Frank Lampard situation? Is this is this too much too Mikel Arteta? Is it too big a club? Too big a challenge for a guy that's never been a manager before? Though, granted, been, been in and around the game and coaching and assisting yeah. for longer yeah. than Frank has. Is this what we're seeing, that he's not ready for it? And before you ah. get a chance... Yeah. Oh, go, on. go on. No, go on. Finish no, off. I'll let you finish. I was just going to throw my last one in here. The substitution of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang with mm. 10 minutes to play yeah. when he just, the play before, he'd hit the post hit again, the, post, yeah, the header. Yeah, yeah. You explain that to me. And again, if, if there's an injury or an illness that we don't... The only know. thing I can think of is the malaria in his house and where the... I know, I know. Man. I'm, 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 I'm trying to think the same because I'm looking saying, you know, what? Your best finisher, your best striker, you've got to get Lacazette, get, get Lacazette and him together, get 4-4-2, get some width in, and have a go at it. But listen, maybe there's something we don't know, but I, I totally agree with you. Um, I think we're at the stage, Rob, and I think we, we, we'd like to be patient. We hear good things, or we hear um, through the grapevine and Lee Dixon very close to people at the club that you know, he's a great coach, he works really well on the training ground. You know, coaches and managers are, are different things. I think, Rob, we have to give him the element of time, the element of um, have some confidence in, in, in the process that he's trying to work on. I do get this. I, I start to think that he has to have some targets, though, mate. It's not now like, well, you know, where do we have to finish? Like, the ninth in the table at the moment. You know, that, that can continue. And, that you know, this season's a free hit and next season's a free hit and next season's the transition. 
I think we're starting to get to the stage where, okay, you've had this, you've had that, you've spent this, there'll be a little bit of money, but now we've got to start to, to, to find some spots. We've got to be top six. We've got to at least be top six for progress. Yeah. We've got to be to a final for progress. Yeah, there's questions being asked right now by a lot of people on social mm. media, and I've listened to, I've heard some reaction from the game, um, whether this summer that they could make a change, say, you know what, this is not going in the right direction. I don't agree with that. I, I yeah. feel yeah. that the first half of next season, so that yeah. gives them another summer window, yeah. we need to see better signings that will actually work really well because they've spent a lot of money on players, Rob, that hasn't really worked for whatever reason. It's yeah. not worked well. Another window, and obviously you get the first three or four months of the season. We Arsenal fans and the board are going to want to see this move in the right direction. And that yeah. means to your point, like night, mid-table, not really good enough. Now, I know the Arsenal fans might scream, well, the, the, the squads, you know, it isn't, it isn't that great. Well, it's still better than mid-table. So yeah. I think he's, he's absolutely underachieved where they are right now. Um you know, missing out to be is, is, is there a sense, Rob? I, I heard this, and let's, sorry, we also sh- uh, should just say Granite Jacker got injured in the warm up. Now, that might have changed the plans because Jacker was, was originally named in, in the first line, and Tierney had to come in at left back in the first half. So, yeah. those things happen, you have to deal with him. He might have been the structure was different because it looked like Thomas Party, it was almost like a 4 1 with Party with Smith Rowe uh, and Odegaard. Two yeah. sort of tens, yeah. Saka and Zingy and um, um, Pepe and Saka either side of Bamiang top. Now, again, you, you pick up social media, and, and that's not our, our position to just follow or, or copy what people say. But there's a few people out there saying, is he trying to be Pep with, with our group of players and we're not that level? Like, so they're sort of like two false tens and the, the wide players and one striker. And mm. is he, is, is, is he is his style of coaching and management and philosophy the right way to get Arsenal where they, they are? Is, it, is he trying to mirror what he, he's known or seen, or, or or is there another way of doing this? Well, in, in an ideal world, world, his style and his philosophy, obviously from the from the Pep experience, yeah. is the right thing for for Arsenal Football Club, mm-hmm. and you know. It, the results override all our, our thoughts. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, they really yeah. do. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter how he mm. does it. But Arsenal yeah. sitting mid-table and losing over two legs to Villarreal, I think they're, they're sixth in, in La Liga, yeah. Yeah. It, it, with a squad that I went through some big names there. That That is underachievement. That's that's a mm. disappointing result. And, and there's going to be fallout. There's going to be frustration with the Arsenal fans. But, you know, a bit, bit more patience from my side of things. Another yeah. week, improve the team. Come on, because some of the stuff from Arsenal has been good. There's been some good yeah, times, yeah. of plays. The young players have stepped forward for the most part and have improved and will gain from the, the minutes they've had this season, Rob. There's a there's mm-hmm. a few players like that. Yeah. Um, he got hit by injuries early on. So I'm prepared to give him more time and another window and more money and, and more time to get this team group, but not a lot more. You know, yeah, yeah. Halfway through next season. Yeah, well, that, yeah by Christmas time, we've got, we, yeah. we got to take a time to get it done. Yeah. Little, little word for our great friend Unai Emery. My friend loves this competition, got his Villarreal team. Oh I mean, vindication for him and, and, and he must be thinking, you know, not as easy as it looks, is it? Um, yeah. You know, he, he, he's got his team in. They'll go up against uh, Man United. We'll, we'll talk briefly about them in a minute. Manchester United in the final. United, I assume, would be, will be big favourites for that one. But um, he gets it done, Unai Emery, mate. He gets his competition done and he gets his team through and 
they did what they needed to do at the Emirates today. Yeah, I mean, in, he's he's uh, had great success at, at this competition, mm, competition at this yeah. level of club. PSG mm. was, was mixed, really, um, but not hugely hugely successful. Yeah. Arsenal became a bigger, bigger club. They didn't really work out. But I mean, the, these clubs at this this level is is phenomenal. And you got yeah. to tip your hand and say, "Well done, yeah. well done to a team like that to, to beat Arsenal over two legs." And I'm sure he, he's 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 pretty thrilled inside, given what he faced in North London and, and the tough time. Yeah. But um, and we, I, look forward, I look forward to his good evening when he when he, he takes <laughs> his first class conference for the Europa League final. Let's quickly talk about that, mate, because uh, I don't think it was in much doubt that Manchester United were going to go on and, and and win the second one, sixty one from the first leg. But eight five in the end kind of feels like. It was a moment or two when you're going, do United need a bit more? I mean, they got the job done. Cavani with another couple of goals. That's four goals across the two games for him. I mean, we we keep on chalking how important this this guy could be if they could hang on to him for another 12 months. But um, no real surprises. United getting the job done. Um, obviously heading to the final, important final for them. And now they can concentrate on, on um, cementing that second spot in, in the league. Yeah, and also really important and for Oregon and Solskjaer, Rob, isn't it? With all the semi-finals, yeah. the numerous semi-finals mm-hmm. that they got to and and didn't find a way through. I th- I think it's a different United now. I think he's a different manager now. I think he's uh, he's much more comfortable. He's a he's a, in his in his surroundings and in that hot seat. Um, yeah, I mean we were kind of going between the two games. Uh, we've recorded this just after the finish of the two games, so it wasn't easy yeah. to, to spot everything, every detail of, of both games. Um, but yeah, I was watching when they were like conceding the goal and another goal and then another chance where a double save wasn't it from De Gea? Just the kind of yeah, you know. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm mean, always going to go through. It wasn't a great night for Man United, but but frankly, who cares? They're in the final. They will yeah. be famous against Villarreal. It is a it is after watching Villarreal now a few games. It is kind of awkward for United, Rob. But you've got to think mm. with the big time players that they've got. And, and we've talked about the motivation and the way that they seem to be fired up in certain situations in big games. They've done that throughout, by the way. And they've always been consistent a while back. They're much more consistent yeah. now. But a big game like a Europa League final for these big-time mm. players, I, I, I yeah. got it. They're going to win it. And that's fair play. That's fair play to Argonne Solskjaer. It's not an easy mm. competition to grind through. I don't like and I'll never like the, the dropping out of the Champions League, which wasn't mm. looked for Man United at that point in the season. Yeah. Obviously, they've improved a lot since then. Um, and they got a great chance of winning it. Yeah, I, I, I just think, um, yeah, I can't see them not winning it, mate. No, second place in, in the Premier League and in the Europa League final will, will be a pretty good return for all yeah. in terms of making that progress that they've talked about, getting closer to City and, and Liverpool, who they'll, they'll obviously finish above. Uh, yeah. That final May the 26th in Poland, uh, Villarreal v Manchester United. United, I assume, will we'll start favourites there. Mm. And just on the uh, Roma, mate, just before we finish up, because obviously Roma... Um, won the game 3-2, uh, lost 8-5 on aggregate. But Jose Mourinho's been named manager of Roma for the start of 21-22 season. I was thinking, what, Henrik Mkhitaryan and Chris Small in the public went, oh, no, we just, <laughs> got, we just got rid of him and he's back again. I mean, it's a bit of a shame for us, Rob, it, it, you know, at NBC Sports, we've had the Premier League since 2013 and Jose's been a part of every season. Somewhere he's been involved with, with one, of, one of the clubs. Whether it's been the Chelsea, whether it's been United, whether it's been Spurs, so we'll we'll, we'll miss a great man, won't we? We'll miss his, his lines and his three-time titles and his and his, oh. and his respect and all those yeah. wonderful stories that he's, that he's told us over the years. 
Yeah, I mean, he's got plenty of respect in, in Italy for what he did mm. with Inter Milan. You know, they love him there. So it's probably a good little spot for him, Rob, to jump back into. It's funny because mm. as soon as he got the job, I got a, a really good friend of mine's a massive Roma fan. He's from Rome. And he said, oh, no, Mourinho's going to come and ruin my, my Roma. <laughs> finally ruin my club. <laughs> he's, he's a little bit nervous about it. Um, yeah. But listen, he's, he's that guy, Rob. You don't quite know. He might go mm. in there and fire a few up and bring Mick. He invent it again, yeah. And they might, they might do really well. Or, of course, it can go the other way where, you know, it, it's, you have to pick up the pieces after mm. he's hammered some players and hammered a few people around the training ground and, and trying to do it his own way. But, no, there's no, there's no question, Rob, that there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an obvious level of respect you've got to have for somebody like that that's won yeah. in different countries. And can mm. he do it again now? He's, you know, a little later in life, a little bit later in his career. We, he would love to, to to get back successful again. And um, AS Roma is a fantastic club. Wow, they've had some ups and downs over recent seasons, as they always mm. do. Let's see what he can do there. And, you know, it's one of them, Rob, we, we'll just keep an eye on it and, and, and check out their yeah. results from time to time, for sure. Our podcast content is definitely going to be poorer without Jose Mourinho around, for absolutely sure. Listen, mate, uh, another great week of... Um, European football, when the English teams nearly had a full house of spots in the European finals. Man City have to beat Chelsea to win their first ever Champions League trophy. But Manchester United will now face Villarreal in the Europa League final. We'll be back on Saturday, possibly, if uh, Manchester City get the job done. We'll do a podcast then. If not, we'll, we'll do one on Sunday to recap the whole weekend. As I say, Manchester City... Do face Chelsea on Saturday and a win for them will give them the Premier League title. But for now, I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, be healthy. Good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.